Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast here with Aaron Patterson and David McNeese. We have been studying the book of Galatians. We've made it through Galatians chapter 1, verse 12. Uh, this week we're going to continue to pick up on, on verse 13 and continue, and hopefully we're going to try in this episode try to go through the end of the chapter, uh, but definitely going to be covering 13 through 16 in Paul's conversion. Uh, David, do you have any thoughts on uh, what we've studied so far? Oh, man. So far, it's been so much to unpack in this few verses. Um, again, the thing that's, the two things that really stuck out to me from the first first episode it was of this of this study was to God be the glory. Yeah. I'm not a man to God be the glory. True. And secondly, in the second study, it was do not turn away to another gospel. That is a horrible, yeah, <laughs> horrible idea, and um, don't um, don't be the one who does that either. True, who teaches that either. So true, Def- definitely, uh, give God the glory, stand firm on, on the foundation of God's word, right, and what He said. It's not of man, it's of Christ. It's His word. It's His gospel. Uh, definitely, very powerful points. Which what we're about to go into is the fact that Paul is confirming, hey, this is from Christ. True. This is why it's from Christ. Here's the proof that this is from Christ. Definitely. And you, you see that progression. You know, he gives an introduction of himself. He, he tells him where he's coming from. He dives right into to the problems. He doesn't hold back any punches, as we mentioned last time. And now he's saying, look, this is my authority. This is why I'm saying this. Uh, this is wh- where this is coming from. And we mentioned it before. Uh, there may have been those in Galatia that are now trying to go against Paul, uh, trying to discredit him and his reputation. And he's saying, look, this is where I'm from. This is why. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll dive into this study. Uh, David, you, you want to lead us off in, in reading those six ver- or verses 13 through 16? Yeah, we'll start there in verse 13. And, um, I'm reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible and Aaron of reading from the King James. True. Um, verse 13, Galatians chapter 1. Few of you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people, so extremely zealous was I for the tradition of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born, and he who called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. All right. So powerful passage there, what Paul's bringing out. And again, he's going back, if we go back to the book of Acts, of his conversion. He says, look, in, in the times past, in the Jewish religion, I was, I was up there. I was high in rank. Uh, I, I, was, I profited, as he says there in, in verse uh, 14, uh, in the Jewish religion, above many of my equals. Uh, he, he was exceedingly zealous. Uh, it's very interesting. He's, he's just talked about not perverting, uh, going to a perverted gospel, and it's very interesting here in verse 14. He says, I was zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Uh, not of the law, not, not of, of the Old Testament of the traditions of my fathers, what what they taught, uh, and he says, "Look, I was zealous. I persecuted the church. 
Uh, and, you know, we look to the book of Acts and we see that. Uh, I think it's Acts 9. It's Acts 9. Acts 9, where we see that and where he was on that road to Damascus, ready to go and persecute church, the further. church <laughs> further. And, and here he's saying, look, uh, I could have profited pretty much. Uh, I was advancing I, beyond my peers. I was, yeah. I was, I was on a path of glory for myself, a path of glory for my true. fathers, a path of glory and profit for myself. True, true, definitely, definitely. And then, and then God uh, and Christ gave him a different direction. Intervened. Intervened in a sense, yeah. And and said, "Hey, why why are you kicking against the pricks? Why are you persecuting Christ?" Uh, and I often thought of that reading through that. Uh, you see it so many times. Paul bringing up his conversion. Paul bringing up, hey, I, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. And I wonder how heavily that weighed on Paul's mind uh, as, he, as he taught. Even though he knew he was, he was forgiven and he had redemption. True. Just like, you know, yeah. any of us. Mm-hmm. He still felt that guilt. Oh, definitely. Uh, one thing you bring up guilt, I always wondered, uh, you know, just reading through the scripture and, and looking at Paul's life, you know, we know that in Acts, uh, during that time, he consented to the death of Stephen. And you wonder Laid later the coats on. coats at his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you wonder later on in life, did he ever start thinking of that and saying, look at what I've done? Well, this is why I'm the chief of sinners and all this. I mean, what did, what did what did Christ say to Ananias? I believe it was. Yeah. He has much things to suffer because of my sake. True. Um, yeah. And then, not to jump ahead too much, but uh, here in the next couple of verses, verse fifteen. But when I when he had set me apart before I was born. Yeah. He called me by his grace. Yeah. God knew it was coming. Yeah. God he knew had it the a, whole time. God had a plan. And um. Something that really hit me just sitting here. We mentioned it the very first episode of this of the rebrewing where we just kind mm-hmm. of introduced ourselves. Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. You know, he was working that even though Paul was in a bad place, he knew Paul would one day be a very righteous man. He he did, and he worked that to to God's glory. Yeah, and to the good of Paul in the end. Oh, definitely, definitely, and then you see that Paul's saying, "Look, I was zealous uh, toward that old law, toward those traditions." And you almost, in the book of Acts, in, in chapter 9 there, you see him do almost a 180. He goes from persecuting the church to immediately proclaiming Christ. And I have no doubt he always loved God. Oh, yeah, he definitely. He just didn't get it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was going in one direction. He just needed to be redir- take that zealousness that he had and, and focus it in the right direction. And... and that, that's a, a wonderful lesson in and of itself. Uh, how often do we see someone or, or hear of someone that, that ha- is very zealous and, and has that zeal, but it, maybe it's going in the right, wrong direction and, and needs to be saying, maybe take them back and you know, think of uh, uh, Apollos when uh, Priscilla and Aquila took him aside and, and taught him the gospel. He, he was going in a direction. He was teaching. And he was almost baptism. there. He was almost there. But he needed to be taught more correctly and said, hey, this is what's taking place. And uh, that's a wonderful lesson for us, too. And um, you think of Paul there, 
the, the, the zeal that he had, he still used it, but for good. He didn't lose that he didn't zeal lose it. once he found out he was wrong. True. And, and, he just turned it around. Yeah, and we see that all, and we, we probably see that all the time. Uh, I, I know I've seen it before. Uh, someone that, that has obeyed the gospel has that zeal to go out and tell others. And maybe an older member of the congregation or, or a preacher or someone says, whoa, wait a second, and slows them down. Yeah, we've talked about that. We, we've talked about that, so. yeah. And uh, I think uh, oh, Lee, brought, Lee that brought that up. Yeah, and that's something we shouldn't be doing. If, if they have a zeal, use that zeal. Uh, let let it show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have, you know, they have the word of God with them. Uh, they, you know, I, I we studied muscling a shovel uh, in that chapter a while back uh, of Mike's friend coming to him and saying, "Look at what I've done." He had a zeal. He had a zeal, and he wanted to proclaim that message. Right. Uh, and I think of other things like uh, the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter eight. What if, you know, he went away rejoicing? What if Philip said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa you can't do that," <laughs> and just killed that 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 flame that was there? Oh man, it, it'd be awful when we think of it as an awful thing, but it happens all it, the it, time. It does. <laughs> it does, and, and oftentimes. You know, it almost becomes second nature. We we say, we see someone that that is very zealous, and maybe we get upset with them, or or we or we're more worried about correcting something, yeah, other than nurturing what's correct. True, true, definitely. And we don't harbor that. We 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 want them to have that zeal, but we don't want them to show that zeal. Right. And that can be very detrimental uh, to the church and to them. If if we kill that flame, that fire that they have, uh, we extinguish it. What good is that? That zeal. Sometimes uh, we like that joy. Yeah, we're supposed to have. We do. I'm not saying you gotta be jumping around in the aisles, but yeah, you gotta show a little bit of that joy. You know, we oh, sing definitely. these beautiful, wonderful, happy songs, and we sit there. Yeah, like our dog has just died. Exactly. I'm not saying we should get up and jump around. But you know, it doesn't hurt to show a little enthusiasm in your voice and on your face. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, it doesn't hurt to be happy about it. It doesn't. We should be. Yeah, we should be. We, I mean, we've been redeemed. We've been purchased by Christ. Yep. And that in itself, knowing that, uh, it, it should give us a zeal. And we should not be afraid to show that zeal and proclaim what God has done for us. Sometimes we're so afraid to not look like we're using emotion True. as a driver that we just become, you know, it's kind of a joke about the Church of the Christ, not to, you know, that we're solemn, you know, we're yeah. solemn. We don't have to be, though. No, we don't. We shouldn't be. No. I mean, we, they're, they're, we should have a joy. We should have a joy and a zeal, and it's clear, you know, rejoice the hope that is in you. Oh, definitely. If the hope is not in us, they're never going to know to ask about that hope that's in us. Exactly. If, if we're not showing it, how will anyone ever know of it? I'm not saying it's always an outward show, but yeah, it's hard for me to believe that some of that's not going to leak through of your inner oh, joy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. If you really have that inner joy. Yeah, definitely. And we definitely need to, uh, I wouldn't say harbor, but. We need to increase our zeal because sometimes, you know, we think of, of, I think of myself when, when, you know, I I just got out of preaching school. uh, I had a zeal. I mean, I wanted to proclaim the gospel. I I was on fire and I had people say, well, wait a second, you got to slow down. 
And I'm thinking, why? Uh, I want to do the Lord's work. I need to be out there doing the Lord's work. And they say, well, we don't do that. Or we've tried that before and it doesn't yeah. work. Or that's something a denomination would do. Yeah, Well, exactly. doesn't necessarily make it wrong. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you think of Christ. And I think of Christ in the sense where, where he went to teach. Right. Uh, he, did, he, you know, he tried to go to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they wouldn't have it. So where did he go? To the sinners and the publicans. He went to the lowest of the low. Same with Paul. Same with Paul. Same Paul exactly. on his mission to the Gentiles here. Oh, yeah. He tried to go to the Jews, those who are the religious leaders, those True. who are supposed to be God's people. Yeah. But no. God De- showed him a different path. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and again, he, he in verse 16 there, uh, as he says, It pleased God who separated me, who, who he knew where I needed to go. He revealed his son that I might preach him among the heathen. Uh, and again, you, you think of, and I think of Paul and the other apostles. Uh, Paul was the apostle to to the Gentiles. You know, we don't really read of the other apostles going where he went. Uh, he had a purpose. I mean, it even says Peter was later on in the book. It says Peter was assigned to the Jewish people. Yeah. yeah. Which that might be the reason why most of us who would be a uh, non-Jewish in our lineage. True. Really cling to Paul's writing so much. Oh, definitely, definitely. He, he, he definitely has a way of, of connecting with everybody. Everybody, yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, really, yeah. but anybody. Yeah. I, uh, I become all things to all men. Yeah, definitely. And the way he talks, it's simple. It's easy to understand. Uh, there are some things that that Paul writes that are like, wait a second, I gotta take a step back here. Uh, and even Peter said there's some things that are hard, but in general. Paul's very direct. He, he points it out. He's, he's clear, and he says, look, this is what it is. And if he, if he says something, you know, that might not be clear, even like here with the, the verse or last week when it says another gospel, not that there is another gospel, he would clarify himself. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If he was he writing, you know, and had already started that epistle, I didn't want to yeah. go through where his, his, his penman had started, you know, he was very quick to... To correct himself if he thought something might not be as clear as it could be. True. He clarified himself. True. Um, read verse 16 in yours. The last part. In mine it says, Immediately I conferred not with the flesh and blood. What does your, yours read there? The last part there? Yeah, in verse 16. I did not immediately consult with anyone. Consult with anyone. Okay. And the, um, the footnote here says Greek with flesh and blood. With flesh and blood. So the Greek is with flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah, so it was revealed from his son. He preached among the heathens. And again, he says, look, it wasn't from man. It wasn't from man. It was from God. It didn't get it from flesh. It wasn't from flesh and blood. Yeah. Uh, So he's he's continuing to go back to what he's been proclaimed before. This is, again, not from man. I didn't get it from men. It's from God. And he's using this testimony. I'm going to use it again. Yeah. He's using this testimony to show that, you know, it's not from man. True. I got this from God. Uh, Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, you want to continue on in verse 17 there? Yeah, I think we've got time to go a little further. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Yeah. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. All right. There again, Paul is saying, look, uh, giving us a little bit more insight on what happens after his conversion. Uh, it says, I didn't go immediately up to him. Uh, I went uh, into Arabia, 
went back to Damascus. And it's very interesting. You know, we think of, we look at the book of Acts, and it's almost like, okay, here he is in Damascus, and the next thing we know, he's in Jerusalem. Uh, he says, look, after three years, I went to to see Peter. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation around this verse. What happened in those three years? Well, where did he go in Arabia? What did he do in Arabia and Damascus? Uh, what took place there? Uh, and I've heard several. I've read several commentaries and heard this this taught this way. Uh, and I don't know how true it is, but it's interesting to think about it. Uh, how long did, did was Christ's ministry on hmm. earth? Good comparison. Three years. Interesting comparison also. Interesting comparison. How long was Peter in Damascus and Arabia? Or Paul. Or Paul. Three years. And then he went to Peter. Which, I kind of think of this as a time that Christ was writing that new way on Paul's heart. True. True. This was the time, you know, you don't get it all at once even if you're being inspired. Oh, definitely. This was a time that Paul had to develop his own faith. Yeah. This was a time that Paul was given the word by Christ, continued to be given the word by Christ. True. So this was a time, I'm sure he was teaching as well. I'm not really sure he was. But this was Paul's time to solidify his own faith in Christ. True. And definitely three years, you think of that, that's a long time. That's that's a good time to be firm in your your faith. Definitely. And I mean, he's growing in it. He's great. He had to grow in his faith as well. Oh, definitely. We think about the apostles being these instant, you know, especially Paul being this instant, you know, instant faithful Christian. But it took time. Even oh, for yeah. him. He's human. Just because he's inspired does not mean he didn't stumble. True. We, we talked about that in our, our first, when we started this study of right. looking at Peter and the apostles. Right. There's still a human side to him. Yep. You know, he still had all these traditions of his fathers. Yep. He still, he may have still been clinging on to those things. And it's taken time for him to kind of realize, hey, this is where I need to go. Yeah, and you see some of that playing out in the book of Acts. I mean, oh, yeah. some would say, you know, like when he took the oath, things as chapter 17, mm-hmm. that he was just, he was doing right. But I'm not convinced he was. Yeah. So, I mean, it took time to. Oh, yeah. It took time to develop. Oh, definitely. Into the, even then, he's prone to stumble. He's human. Oh, definitely. It says in Romans, with the flesh. The flesh does what it wants to do, but I'm trying to yeah. fight against that with the spirit. Yeah, and that's a great lesson for us. Uh, it takes time. You, I, you, we've probably often heard it before. You know, we, when someone is baptized into Christ and put on Christ, we expect them to know Genesis through Revelation, every verse by verse, every every commandment, every doc, everything that that is in there. But we we forget that they're a, a newborn babe in Christ. We have to take time and study with them and let them learn uh, and and teach them. Because if you don't, you end up with somebody who might can spout the facts. True. But don't have the conviction. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that might have been what was taking place during those three years. Paul was learning. Paul was building that conviction and yeah. learning. And not, I mean, yeah. he already knew the Old Testament, but he was, He's learning, he was the learning the way of Christ. True, true, definitely. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and stop there. Where do we end at? Verse 18? Yeah, we'll uh, pick back up at verse 19. Verse 19 next, next week. So, uh, as, as we always say, um, we love you. God loves you. We'll see you next time.